This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and you're listening to Season 4, Episode 42, as the New York Rangers not only get a win, but show off a much-needed and improved level of energy and take down the Washington Capitals by a final score of 5-3. to three. And maybe even more important than that, the newest New York Rangers finding some comfort and a level of consistency with their new club. Vladimir Tarasenko making a beautiful pass to Mika Zibanejad for the opening goal. And that line of him, Mika, and Panarin finding a lot of chemistry. Mika, of course, having two goals that game. One off of an excellent pass from Tarasenko. And then his second off of a beautiful stretch pass from Igor Shosturkin. And a beautiful shimmy shep. Shimmy step, shimmy step, and backhand pass from Artemi Panarin for Mika to stash it forehand, backhand into the net. So Mika's finding his shooting form again, remembering that he is one of the best shooters in the NHL when he chooses to actually shoot the puck. And then Patrick Kane, a nice goal on the power play with the new look power play units, just putting it on net with a old school low clapper. And he, he's kind of really, over the years, perfected that along-the-ice low slap shot, probably because of how his, his stick has very little flex to it. It's just a very uh, high flex. I actually own two Patrick Kane, um, not game-used, or maybe they are, I don't know, but they're two uh, Patrick Kane official sticks, and I believe they're like 110 flex each, and they're cut down because he's a smaller guy. So they basically, they're like playing with Redwoods. Uh, no flex, but I think because of that, instead of getting torque and raising the shot, he can kind of just, if he wants to place it just kind of low along the ice, uh, he can do that. And like I had mentioned, a new look uh, power play units for the Rangers seem to be clicking. That's another thing. Just finally getting power play goals after their power play, cla- that classic look for them that was so good for them last year, obviously minus Strom with Trochek in that spot, has kind of been sputtering out, just maybe a little bit too predictable, but Kane has been shooting the puck more and he's been getting rewarded more for it and just putting it on net more. And that was, like I said, that was his best game as a Ranger. He has that goal in the power play. He has a nice assist on another stop up in a a no look little dish to Kreider, who then puts it uh, cross crease to a Truba moving down from the blue line, who then just stores it, you know, in the far corner. And Truba, again, he's been scoring goals recently and he's just, he's after his struggles early in the year, looks so much more uh, comfortable. So, uh, yeah, like I said, up top, the New York Rangers finding comfort, their new players finding comfort, and they're getting healthier. And um, Ryan Lindgren did not return for that game, but he is apparently close. Um, and they really miss him because the goals they gave up on the breakdowns, a lot of them could have been avoided. I think you, you see why Harper, even though in maybe in a pinch, he can fill in and do an admirable job because of his toughness and his size and his uh, his physicality. But... Yeah, it just the decision making and the ability to break the puck in out of, and snuff out fires in his own end not as not very good. And Mikola, I think you see for all of his plus tools that he has, him and Schneider just playing more minutes, 
getting a little bit overwhelmed by their minutes, I think, right now. So having Mikola come back, excuse me, having Lindgren healthy and back, allowing Fox to play more minutes with his comfort blanket in Ryan Lindgren and just minimize the minutes of Schneider and Mikola to make them effective when they are out there and fresh in their limited time, uh, I think it will be huge for the lineup. But uh, like I said, and listen, in fairness, this is a Caps team that's been struggling. They did some uh, some selling off at the uh, trade deadline, no Alex Ovechkin, but they still have some dangerous pieces, and they've kind of ran the Rangers shit this season. So for the Rangers to get this win is was pretty huge um, for them. So uh, yeah, like like I said, a lot to recap with this game, and we'll we'll kind of go through it more in depth. Also, um, the Rangers and the Capitals found themselves transformed into cartoons for the first ever NHL meets Big City Greens crossover, where using player tracking technology, the Rangers and Capitals, uh, and as well as the referee, were digitized and turned into 3D uh, cartoons almost put into the world of Big City Greens, the Disney Channel uh, pro cartoon or program, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and that apparently was a, a big success with some real positive um, early returns from viewers and just uh, a lot of parents saying, my kids loved it. They were entranced. It's hard to get me to get them to watch hockey, but they were entranced by it, even though looking was a little buggy and rudimentary. But uh I want to talk about that a little bit more in depth too, but we'll get to that. But um, I think we should just start by just breaking this game down for what's improving, what still needs to get better. This is a team that, as was mentioned last night on uh, a pretty uneven ESPN broadcast, I don't know what was going on, if it was just the fact that they were simulcasting a cartoon at the same time so their producers trying to run two programs but there was audio issues there was not so great coverage from the commentators i love mark messier for all he's done for the new york rangers but an orator and a commentator maybe he is not i think at espn they have a lot of uh, former players plugged into roles that they're maybe not so well suited for or at least have not gotten comfortable yet that's not to say they won't with time but i know they've had messier and, and chelios and people like Hillary Knight on a few times, but everyone's, all of them are a little wooden. Chelios maybe less so, but again, not, doesn't have a not lot to say. I don't think he's as comfortable as when they have players like Ryan, former players like Ryan Callahan on or Kevin Weeks who have really settled nicely into this role. It was kind of seamless and they do a good job, but that's not to say they won't improve, but uh, just, I just think overall it was a rough broadcast, but I am digressing from my original point. Um, uh, for for the Rangers in this game, like I said, they needed, even though they've been picking up points, um, they had a little bit of a rough patch uh, after their winning streak. You know, they, they dropped games against the Red Wings, the Capitals, the Senators, the Bruins. You know, they needed to start picking up some And obviously they lost the Penguins in overtime in their last game. But uh, despite picking up points in their three prior games, I believe they... They beat the Sabres and the Canadians, and they lost in overtime to the Penguins. They're just the effort hasn't really been there recently, and they look disjointed. I mean, a lot of that, probably since the Senators game, since getting Patrick Kane, um, a lot of that is injuries. A lot of that is that they had a pretty, their schedule was kind of wonky with back to backs and then long layoffs and not a lot of practice time and weird travel. And 
obviously playing under man because of Patrick Kane and, and the, the Keandre Miller suspension and the Lindgren injury, choosing to use their cap space on Patrick Kane meant they weren't allowed a recall by the league. So they're playing under man, down a defenseman, down uh, a forward for a little bit. And then when they get it back, it's still just getting chemistry and just, yeah, just not putting in good effort. But they came out with energy in this one. And lo and behold, they dominated early and scored, uh, what, three goals in the first period. So. Was it three goals? Two or, two or three goals in the first period. I forget when that third goal came. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're still kind of plagued by some breakdowns, but it's hard to know if a lot of that is, like I said, running players like uh, Harper and Mikula, maybe, and Schneider in minutes they shouldn't be playing. And, you know, again, but there's also some of the forwards, I think, they still have to work on their positioning, and you have to hope that gets better as they get closer to the playoffs. They get a little bit more cautious or detail-oriented. Uh, but again, there's still a lot of positive takeaway from that game that they came out and they skated. And that's what the biggest thing of what they need to do. They were decisive and they shot the puck. And lo and behold, when you're more of a threat to, to shoot, you have more time and space because teams are kind of afraid to step up to you because they're afraid if you're going to put it towards the net and then there's going to be chaos and they have to protect their uh, goaltender. So they're more likely to give you the outside and then you have time to make plays, which is the Rangers strong suit is making plays along the boards and the walls and cycling and making East West passes and breaking teams down that way. Uh, so yeah, it's ob- when you play a simple, more direct game, it's funny how all the skill comes out, right? That's that old adage, you know, the will before skill. And, but much improved in that area. Uh, the new look power plays splitting up, you know, the Mika Kreider, um, connection and Tarasenko connection from um, uh, Panarin and, and Kane on the other line. So even though they've been split up for their five on five line, Kane and Panarin still get to play together on the power play and it's worked dividends. I just think you've seen how that much that line was struggling and a lot of force trying to force reclaim chemistry they had from when Panarin first came to the league. Um, and I think between the NHL game, just in the, those five or six years since then, or, or more, because we're right, that was what, 20, Panarin came in, what, 2015-16? So it's 2023. Um, just how much the league has changed with uh, just getting faster and more physical and, or maybe not more physical, but just getting, everyone's a better skater and can close up in on you more. And I think when Panarin first came over, he was, willing he was a rookie so he was or at least technically he was a rookie i think he came over as 25 year old or whatever but uh you know he was more willing to defer to kane and be the one who's put shooting the puck more and maybe doing a little bit more of the grunt work where those two were kind of at least for the last few games when they were together just playing more of a forcing passes that weren't there trying to play catch and it just wasn't going to work and just defensively those two are not <laughs> known for their defense and it was costing the rangers but they put Kane with Chris Kreider and Vinny Trocek, who are two maybe a little, at least try to play more responsible defense. And I think that has helped Kane, who, listen, at the end of the day, Kane is who he is. He's not a defensive player. He's a smaller, undersized guy. He will kind of, I don't want to say coast, but he'll move his legs. But between his age now and the hip injury, which probably is still kind of affecting him, whether he will admit it or not. And just the fact that he has never really been a heavy, I'm going to try to completely shut you down and smother you when you're in my end type of guy. And honestly, I did think he did play a better defensive game, but 
just he's always kind of looking for if the puck squeaks the other way i'm going to transition so he glides a lot in his own end and he's just kind of trying to give give players time and space just because he's not going to be on them he's not going to try to wrap them up because he they'll shrug him off he's a smaller guy but i just think the change in the five on five lines between those two lines has clearly worked for tarasenko who's found some chemistry with mika um and panarin and then yeah, I think the Kreider Trocheck Kane line is if you let Kane kind of conduct traffic on those lines, and then you have two guys in Kreider Tro- Trocheck are willing to do the work, the hard work that maybe Kane in his undersized frame can't do, then it's just it, it benefits everyone. You know, Kreider drives wide, uh, excuse me, Trocheck drives wide, uh, Kane gives him the puck, and then he puts it across to beautiful pass to Truba, who does a good job sneaking down. So letting the D activate, and it's, yes, this is worked obviously they tried to do it the other way and it wasn't working but between the power play new personnel and the new five on five lines that you're finally seeing what can maybe look like going to the playoffs with some consistency and obviously i think the biggest line for all these games the rangers have looked terrible the fourth line has looked excellent i mean which is what the rangers need if they're going to have any success because even last year in the playoffs you had a fourth line but they weren't they were basically there to play break-even minutes, but with Mott hopefully healthy again and back, the poor guy just takes so much punishment. But Mott, Goudreau, and VC, you could say that's a fourth line that has caliber players that are maybe a little bit higher. Or at least, you know, VC, we know he is a middle six guy and has some, he's been incredible. He's been one of the best Ranger skaters for the last, honestly, probably all season. You know, he does a lot of hard work and plays a lot of defensive minutes, but doesn't always get rewarded for it, but he's got more skill than your four, average fourth liner, and he's got some good legs, and he's got some good speed to him, and he's just play. You know, he's dangerous on the penalty kill, and he works hard, and he's it, talk about. It, he's a different player now than when he was with the Rangers, but obviously he was a rookie coming to the league, so that's going to happen. But talk about just playing a, ga- a coach's dream type game, and he helps make that line dangerous. Goudreau is a guy that. He's willing to play in the, the inside the game in the in the trenches, and maybe he's not the fastest, and maybe he doesn't have the most skill, but at you know times he can flash good poise with the puck, especially in tough situations. And he was obviously a big part of Tampa winning their Stanley Cups. Um, and uh, yeah, just Tyler Mott is using his speed. That line now, even though you have Goodrow is slow, Mott and VC are not. So that line has some good speed. And the Rangers, for once, have an effective fourth line who've been scoring some goals recently and playing hemming teams in and wearing them down. And that's it helps kind of keep the opposing team from gaining momentum or create stringing along too much momentum. Just watching shift of dom- after dominating shift on a Rangers team that looked lethargic until last night. Uh, so. Yeah, just things look like they could be clicking, but obviously I don't want to be too premature. The Rangers have another tough stint within their division coming up here. Um, uh, You know, like I said, after just playing the Penguins on Sunday and losing in overtime, uh, they play them twice. (laughs) They play them uh, Thursday, the day this podcast drops night at seven and then they play them again at on saturday a game i'm going to at home at eight o'clock so i don't remember the last time or if, if honestly i can't remember if ever if it's ever been a scenario where the rangers have played at least to my recollection 
back-to-back games against the same team that wasn't a home and away, just two home games, which kind of makes it feel like a playoff series and a, a repeat of what their first round from last year. So you hope the Rangers will have the same energy and look for revenge. Um, unfortunately, no Ryan Lindegren at practice as I'm recording this on Wednesday. So who knows? I don't know if that's a setback because he was skating. So, but it, uh, Vince Mercogliano said he did skate on his own this morning. So we don't know if it's a setback um, because it looked like he was very, very, very close. But you have to, you have to be very careful. And I, I assume they're trying to be as careful as they can, given that how important he is to this team. They can't rush him back. Like I said, they're pretty much locked into third place. They're a team that's outside of just falling off of a cliff and maybe dropping down to wild card, especially with these games coming up against the, the Penguins, they're pretty much locked into third. They can't really go up or down. So it's kind of important for them to, to put that first over games that ultimately it'd be like, well, if we get Rush Lindgren back, maybe the team will look better going to the playoffs and we won't have to potentially fall down to a wild card spot. But at the same time, it's like, no, just take the time. I'd rather them be sure. Uh, a few other players have taken maintenance recently. You know, Kreider took a, had a, uh, an awkward hit a few games ago. Mikola didn't practice because of maintenance. It's the time of year that everyone's getting pretty banged up. So you have to be careful of this. And you hope that once they finally clinch that, you know, you don't know if the Rangers will have the room to call people up to, to give some players a night off or, but just, to give some people some much needed rest but um yeah i mean like i said the rangers have a pretty pretty uh tough stretch coming up they play the penguins twice they play the predators who've despite probably not making the playoffs have looked better as of late and then also having uh two games against the hurricanes also back to back home and away before having a little bit easier stretch of the Panthers and the Blue Jackets, but then you have the Devils again who are good and the Sabres and the Capitals and the Lightning. So that's the thing. I think they, the Rangers, I don't think they're going to play too many bottom dwellers down the the stretch. I mean, they'll play the Sabres, the Blue Jackets, but again, the Sabres have been one of the hottest teams in the league recently, just maybe inconsistent. They play the Blue Jackets twice and the Sabres. Other than that, you know, you have games versus the Blues and the Maple Leafs and the Devils and just, yeah. So, I mean, they're closing out the string here, but there's still some tough games on the schedule. So do your best to not get hurt, but use this important time down the stretch to help the team as a whole gel together so they can be firing on all cylinders come playoff time. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. And right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly, win or lose. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. 
so as I had mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, uh, last night the NHL tried something different. They have been basically trying to leverage their player tracking technology as much as they ha- as much as possible over the last few years. Uh, a big part of that has obviously been forays into sports betting and you know special prop bets like which player will skate the largest distance in a game or which player will take the hardest shot things like that but looking to leverage it in almost every areas that they can uh it, it was interesting that this situation came up with Nickelodeon um i think by now most sports fan are aware that the NHL or excuse me the NFL in the last few seasons has during the playoffs has done some games on Nickelodeon with special graphics with Patrick Starr from SpongeBob commentating on as like a guest commentator on these games and the NHL did something similar with uh the Disney Channel and uh Big City Greens which is a as I mentioned is a uh, cartoon that I've never watched on uh the Disney Channel uh, and I think that's actually pretty cool. You know, I think I think the reaction has been mostly positive. Obviously, you're seeing some like, oh, this is a disgrace. This is so dumb, so stupid from uh, people that just take things way too, are too uptight and too seriously and think they're cool by uh, trying to shit on something that's like clearly for children. <laughs> but I honestly thought it was pretty cool. Was it buggy and imperfect? Absolutely. Uh, is it, re- was it ready to, should they have maybe tried to, smooth things out and perfect it a little bit more before rolling out. I don't know. The, I think the only, the only thing, the only negative thing I, I heard about it that I actually agreed with was from my co-host James. He says, if you're trying to appeal to kids, why are you doing it at a 7 PM game on a weeknight? That's like a horrible time. There's plenty of NHL games that take place on Saturdays and Sundays during the day that this would have been perfect for, because you know, a lot of kids are, pretty much getting ready for bed at that time, especially James is particularly sensitive to that as a uh, relatively new father who has a, a child that has to get put down. But even a, a to- like a toddler or a kid who's under the age of 10 at 7 o'clock, it's a game that starts at 7 o'clock that might run till 10 p.m., that's pretty late, or at least 9.30. That's pretty late for a kid, you know what I mean? So maybe the they could have been smarter with their which game they had chosen, but that being said... Uh, I thought it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I love Kevin Weeks and the other guy. I don't know who was in the mocap and doing the interviews with the various people from the show. And they had a promo with Gary Bettman setting it all up. That was, you know, cute. Obviously, Gary is wooden as he's going to be. But uh, yeah, I thought the whole thing was a good idea. And uh, apparently it's a bigger show than I even thought. And I saw a lot of people tweeting, uh, video of them watching on one TV and their kids watching it on the other TV and their kids being absolutely transfixed by this. So uh, it seems, at least to me in my, with, with doing little to no research other than just kind of looking at replies and seeing some early returns for it, it seemed like it was a, a big success. So I thought it was cool. And it will be interesting to see if this gets better, how they can leverage this even more in the future. I think they need to work on certain things like there were no player celebrations after the goals, and obviously on one of the Rangers' goals, I think the puck literally got shot back to the other end before going get shot back the the entire length of the ice and going in the net. But yeah, I think as they do this more, they'll smooth some bugs out, and I think this could be really uh, worthwhile in the future just to literally just have something they can set and forget. Or if, if you want to watch hockey, but your kids are there, you can set it on 
so they'll watch the game with you in a, just a different capacity and that's it'll turn on new fans you know what i mean make new younger reach out to younger kids and get them hooked on hockey and just having fun and playing the game so again i think it's a good idea by the nhl did it come off perfectly absolutely not but i was also the one on this very podcast just uh, dunking on how bad ESPN's broadcast was last night, so at least this seemed like it was fun. So, you know, they obviously they when there was like some uh, extracurriculars, as they put it, on the Big City Greens po- uh, broadcast when the Rangers and the were getting in fighting scrums with the Capitals. I think they had little dust clouds coming up and just looked like the players were all just kind of bumping into each other. But uh, yeah, I again, I think it's a you know, I think it's pretty cool. But again, there was no fights last night. It'll be interesting to see if there was just a fight on the ice of what they, how they would present it on the Big City Greens uh, broadcast. But we, luckily, that, or maybe unluckily, depending on how you look at it, we didn't see that. So I think it was cool. I don't know what James thinks. He might be a little bit lower on it than I am. Or maybe he doesn't mind it, but he just didn't think they were smart in how they executed it. But when he comes back for our next podcast, we will discuss that because I think that'd be interesting. And I'm interested to see how this goes in the future do they change things up does it get better from here do we never see hear or see it from it again uh but yeah obviously the player tracking is really coming around since the days of fox tracks and this is pretty pretty cool so i enjoyed it and literally while i'm recording this podcast uh the rangers are practicing and i just saw a tweet from vince saying that patrick their scary moment from practice as patrick kane slipped and fell and was on the ice for a few moments and needed a little bit to get up but he seems to be fine skating around now so uh yeah <laughs> uh the rangers need to stay healthy we know kane already has a hip issue you don't want this coming around to bite him and bite the rangers uh Scary moments, please, for the love of God, I'm knocking on the wooden desk in front of me. Rangers, just please stay healthy. I know it's tough. You see a lot of teams are getting hit by the injury bug. I didn't even talk about Andrei Svechnikov being out for the season and the playoffs with a season and playoff ending, basically a year-ending ACL injury, which is a tough break for him and for Caps fans, uh, excuse me, uh, Hurricanes fans. You never want to see anyone's season end, period, but like that is tough, especially for a team that's bound for the playoffs from a team that needs him and needs his goal scoring. I mean, matchup-wise, I think that makes maybe the path, that hurts their chances for sure, and it makes the path for any team that faces up against them a lot easier. And there is a chance if the Devils, although they lost last night, if they can continue their winning ways, they, they're basically neck and neck. They, I think the Hurricanes only have a game in hand on them, although... The Devils lost last night and the Hurricanes won, but that doesn't mean they can't, the Devils can't take, win the division, depending on the strength of the schedule now that a player of Svechnikov's caliber is going to be out as my cat jumps on my desk while I'm recording, almost knocking my mic over. He wants attention and pets. He's literally rubbing his head on my microphone, Oscar. Uh, I'm almost done, please. So, all right. Uh, That's Oscar is in charge in this household. So he's basically telling me to wrap it up that no one cares what I have to say. Uh, I'm only here to give him belly rubs and scratches behind his ears. So I'm going to end this one. But uh, like I said, the Rangers, even though they're pretty much locked into place, it's important for them to stay healthy and find time to gel down the stretch. I'm going to the game on Saturday. So I'm hoping because it's their first, uh, they'll have a few days to, to rest that they, well, yeah, I hope they come out motivated because uh, I'm excited and I, 
the lethargic efforts that they've been putting forth recently, uh, you have to hope that they've found a way to curtail it. Or I understand you're trying to stay healthy, but and you're maybe trying to conserve your energy based on how they flamed out of the playoffs last year. But uh, you also have to make sure you're going, putting yourself in a position to succeed once the playoffs starts, because it's super hard to just turn it on. So hopefully for the Rangers, they can get healthy, get Lindgren back, not sustain any more injuries in practice or in games, and just continue to grow and gel as they make their way to the playoffs. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.